ladies, humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host JM. Hi, I'm your co-host Robbie. How are you doing this week, JM? I'm all right this week, Robbie. I just went out on a walk. It's beautiful. The sun is out. Oh, lovely. It's great. It's really nice. How about yourself? Well, uh, it's sometimes sunny here, and it's sometimes extremely rainy. Yeah. Um, and by sometimes, I mean around about every five minutes, it kind of veers between the two states. Yeah. So it's a little bit difficult to do anything outside for any uh, extended period of time. Yeah. Because are, you can't really predict what's going to happen. Are you excited about Europe freezing over? Um... Because when the currents sure. change and that warm water current from the Caribbean stops moving up diagonal across the Atlantic to warm Europe, that place is just, it's way too far from the equator. It's going to freeze. Yeah. Well, you know, it's already not great. <laughs> it may as well be more not great, as far as I'm concerned. Might as well go all Doesn't... the way. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Exactly. Fair enough. Give, us something, give us something to really complain about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've mostly been uh, inside playing video games. What have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Street Fighter Five. Oh yeah, you got your fight sticks much now, right? Constantly, huh? You got a fight stick now, right? So I did. Yes, I have got one, <laughs> um, and I don't like it, so I'm sticking with the pad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. Like, I've been playing with my friends. We have this, uh, we sometimes uh, create a lobby together and we just play together. Yeah. And um, and all my friends use sticks and yeah. uh, most of them are more experienced than me. Uh, yeah. So I'm just kind of uh, learning as I go. But, uh, you know, I can hold my own pretty well. Nice. So nice. I'm happy to stick with the pad. I'm, I'm a pad guy. I'm a DS4 guy. Nice, nice. You still yeah. kenning it? I am. Nice. I am still kenning it. Rago Ken, um, as he's affectionately known. What is Rago Ken? Um, because he's uh, um, uh, oh god, the words just disappeared <laughs> from my head. Um, ra Rago. Uh, oh my god, why is my brain working? <laughs> aggressive it's like aggressive ah but like you just like say aggro? like aggro like aggro instead of aggro but it's rag rago rago yeah because he's like so recklessly aggro or something yeah because it's just most okay. people who play ken are rago Got it. <laughs> because ken is like uh quite a fast character who has lots of flashy moves mm -hmm. so most people just don't bother doing any defense and um, tend to play him very aggressively and recklessly yeah uh which Rago. yeah which is pretty pretty descriptive of my ken yeah <laughs> although i think i'm getting better i think i'm getting more patient yeah so yeah you, you know who has consistently been never described as rago or even aggro uh, at Devolver Digital? Well, that's a good question. Because what I think you mean by that is who has been described as possibly the most laid back person in the entire company? Chillo. Chillo, the opposite, the polar opposite 
of Rago. Yeah. I think that would be Juan de la Torre. That's who I think it would be. I think it would be Juan de la Torre too. I can't pronounce it. I'm Jesus so sorry, Juan. Christ. Hi, Juan. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Can you just pronounce your name for us so that someone yeah. on this podcast actually says it correctly? You, you both did it all right, I would say. It's, <laughs> Thanks. If, if you're fully Spanish, you would say Juan de la Torre. Juan de la Torre. Yeah. Oh, don't make good. me do it. I can't I can't roll my R's. I the best part is that you do it you do it and then you just stay in the accent when you keep talking and that's where it gets funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hola, Juan. Hola amigos. How are you? How guys? are you today? How are you today? Let's let's oh, I'm focus good. on you. Oh yeah, I'm 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 good. I'm actually in uh, I'm in Valencia. I'm currently in Madrid. I'm Madrid based, mm-hmm. but I'm now in Valencia for the essays on empathy launch, which just launched like a couple of hours ago, which is Ooh. great. So I'm hanging out with the construct team, with all the uh, COVID friendly measures. Uh, but yeah, we just have a enormous paella and a bottle of wine. Aww. So I'm pretty good. Lovely. Good. How are yeah. they? Uh, they're pretty good, uh, yeah. actually. Uh, they're pretty, they were pretty excited about the launch. Uh, just great to put all that work out yeah. there. And, yeah. and I think you should, uh, actually, I was, I was talking to Jordi, uh, like, yeah, just a bit early than this. And he told me, like, literally... I want to be on that podcast because I want to have oh. the chance to just talk with Robbie and JM for a long time with no pressure. Well, I think just we can chill. arrange that. I think we can arrange I'm that. I'm sure we can arrange that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. If we'd been smarter, it might have made sense to do that this week because I say on empathy as well. I make no sense. They're partying right now, though. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah. We don't want to take them, we don't want to drag them away from their launch party. Yeah. But we will drag you away from their launch party. I'm good. I could use some rest. It's nice. good. Oh, okay. Excellent. <laughs> so, one, uh, you are a Spanish man yep. living in Spain. <laughs> and you are what at Devolver? Tell us about uh, What's your who title? you are and what you do. Okay, so uh, like you said, I'm a Spanish man based in Spi- Spain. Sorry, and um, <laughs> I I work at the production side of things. I'm a producer, and uh, yeah, I would say in in production we try to provide developers with everything they need to um, make their ideas and games are reality so it's pretty pretty exciting and great yeah nice uh how how long have you been with devolver now uh i joined around i think it was january 2020 yeah it's like year and a half oh my gosh yeah year and a half almost entirely in lockdown as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 How has that it, been for you? 
Oh, it's been it's been awful, really. Not because of lockdown per se, but I'm not I'm I'm kind of a, like a shy person, and right. uh, and um, when when I got the feeling that I was getting to know some of you guys, like mm -hmm. in in the Austin Rodeo, and then uh, Pax East, I think it was. Yeah. And then I, I went to I went to Warsaw with Anna and Andrew to meet the carry-on guys, I started to feel like I was getting to know some of you uh, just a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we all, um, you, we all hit lockdown <laughs> and yeah. all that stopped. And it's true that I've been, uh, you know, we have these production meetings and weekly meetings for the entire company and blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's never the same, I feel. And, no. uh, and also... I feel like most of you guys have known each other for a very long time, or at least a decent amount of time. But in my case, I was extremely new for yeah. everyone, and I didn't like really met anyone in the past except for Andrew just a bit and Anna just a bit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's been it's been hard to find my spot in the company not because the people is not friendly enough but because i'm shy sure so yeah it's hard well you've had a bottle of wine and you're on the forecast now so <laughs> <laughs> so it's time to come out it's of your shell let it all hang out. yeah no but no <laughs> it, i can completely uh sympathize with that i finally met i think i talked about it before we had adonai on the forecast a few yeah. weeks ago and um And I was lucky enough because she moved to London and we were able to uh, to meet outdoors. So we uh, we got to meet each other a couple of weeks ago. Um, and yeah, and it was like it was it made such a difference. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. even though Adonai, I've spoken to her countless times and she's been and she was on the forecast and uh, she's on the weekly calls and everything. It's it's a different thing when you just get to hang out. Um, yeah. So hopefully we can all do that again very soon. Yeah, and, and another thing for me is that um, English is not my first language. So mm -hmm. uh, when you guys, for example, just a quick example, if if someone makes a joke, I need some time to come up with my reply to that or my answer yeah. because I don't know, like, I cannot came up with an answer like just like that right uh, i need yeah. to you know try to see how that sentence is grammatically or whatever yeah. uh so sometimes it's sometimes it's like okay i'm just it's, it's taking too long for me i'm not gonna reply up to that or anything <laughs> so <laughs> it's make it makes it a bit harder yeah well we can talk very slowly on today's episode if that helps. <laughs> it's fine it's fine <laughs> I'm hoping that wine helps. So, mm. oh, absolutely. Yeah, everyone gets more eloquent when they're drinking. That's uh, how it, works. it helps me. It helps me. It, it helps me. Sorry, uh, to to not be embarrassed when talking yeah. other languages. <laughs> should never be. I know you know that, but yeah, you should never be embarrassed about that. And uh, if it's any consolation, I think most of us are shy, and. 
The ability really? to do a show. Oh my god, yes. And the ability <laughs> to do a show is so great. I was I mean, it was wonderful having you at PAX East. Uh you know, it's just nice to be able to be around each other and yeah. do the work and be working and like, you know, setting up things or just checking on things and just being around each other and working and not having to necessarily because when we're on these calls you know when we're in these meetings like the only thing we can do is kind of talk at each other but when you're just next to somebody working it's a little easier to just be and casually you know have a slower conversation yeah chit chat so looking forward to getting to do more shows with you yeah in the near future oh yeah oh yeah i need that so bad me too. So how uh, how has the last, besides the um, the challenges, obviously, with uh, lockdown and, and being quite new to the team and not knowing everyone, how have you found life at Devolver? Are you enjoying it? Who's the worst? <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't reply to that. Uh, but uh, life at Devolver is... Okay, so I've been... I've been making games or around games for over eight years now. And I would say my life at the Boulevard is my life at its best. It, it best. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's truly amazing, exciting, it changes every week. It's rewarding, I would say, and and encouraging to have you all around. Uh, so yeah, I would say even making my own games wasn't this uh, this great. Oh, oh, oh man! Oh. <laughs> well, I think I think I've I think you're a valuable member of the team juan oh thank you robbie good to good to have around so you mentioned that you have uh been in and around video games for a few years so what were you doing before devolver how did you get started in video games um so my first contact with uh game development was studying game design at university uh, so I studied that for quite some time. And then after that, I specialized in art, like art direction and, and all that. Um, and I met some really cool people at university and founded a company when I was around 21. Wow. Um, yeah. And started making games. Um, we did this first game called uh, The Guest well, we we did a bunch before that, but uh, just really like small mobile things. So we did this game called The Guest. Uh, it was a really humble, classic adventure game, like more like an escape room kind of thing, like all in okay. 3D and all that. And uh, we got we got a, we got a publisher for that. We got some funding so we could finish the game. And, and move on with the next one. Uh, we hired some people, which was great, and started started feeling like we could leave the, dream, the indie dream. 
but yeah, that second game, even though I think it was it was great, like what can I say, right? But uh, I think it was good enough, or at least it was trying something different. Uh, that game didn't sell like any copies and uh, on Steam nor in consoles. So we needed we we had to uh, close down close oh, shop really? i think i think that's how you call it yeah yeah um <laughs> and um and then like we well we were thinking about closing the company and my partners were saying hey let's let's make some more like commercial kind of like mobile whatever kind of thing and despite i think the idea was great i didn't feel like i wanted i wanted to do that as a creative mm. Uh, I don't have anything against that kind of games, of course, but I just didn't feel at that time that I wanted to make that kind of games because the, the last game we made was a game about romance and love and what is like the place of love relationships in your life and how do you treat your partner and all that. So I wanted to pursue that more, but I I faced a wall and 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 kind of saw that that was not going anywhere mm. and decided to to yeah try to step away from actually making the games as a creative and and trying to support development and the Spanish community with all that I was like learning and, and learned from the past from the publishers the crowdfunding campaigns and all that so um, I joined, um, at that time, I joined a really small Spanish publisher. Uh, they were working with a couple of like super small indie studios. I was there as a producer and business developer. Uh, but all that went to shit. Uh, people behind, behind that publisher were like terrible, terrible managers and, and, and persons. So all that went to shit and and stayed I stayed with the developers we had uh just to try uh to help them get some funding and, and some resources and all that. And while I was doing that, uh I joined the Volver. So I <laughs> helped them as much as I could and then and then yeah, I joined you guys. How did you find Devolver? How did Devolver find you? Uh, I think, I think maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong, but I think I'm the only person that, that actually applied to a job offer online. <laughs> That's right. Andrew <laughs> That's, was posted that is ex- for yeah. a yeah. producer. That's right. He posted, he posted something on Twitter and I just replied to that and, um, yeah, I think that's probably the most boring way of doing it because you all have been working together for quite some time. I mean, in literally, different places. Literally, yeah. Mike posted on Facebook one day for someone to help at a at a at a show in Austin, and I was like, "I'll do it." And so it's basically that's <laughs> that's how I. Got wow. Uh, yeah, I wow. was gonna say 
if anything, Juan, you're the first person to join the company who's actually qualified for their position. <laughs> and like, and was able to like be like, yes, I am. I am uh, yes, the right I have a degree in this. Job. I've uh, <laughs> been in game development, developed two games, yeah. and uh, I've the helped rest smaller just... teams get funding. Yeah. The rest of us just sort of ended up here. <laughs> They're just trying to make the best of it, really. <laughs> so the, um, I think we talked about this before, but I forget what the the full story was behind um, the uh, the publisher that that yeah. you were working with in Spain. Was it that they 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 ran away with everyone's money or something? Yeah, that's kind of the end of the story. Uh, so yeah. basically, they have uh, they have set up this publisher, which was kind of kind of okay in terms of like, okay, we have a decent amount of funding to fund like really small teams and help them out, and and we were working with uh, this particular team which was making uh, games uh, with us, right, and. Uh, mm-hmm. We, as you know, the comp, the, sorry, the employees of this publisher and the developers making games with them, we started seeing some weird behaviors from the founders, uh, like harassment, and uh, you know they were talking shit about all the employees, all developers. Uh, behind their back and uh, um I, I don't know if i know more english words to describe the kind of behavior but you i think you can imagine it like it was describe not great it in spanish. it's not it's it's our fault for not knowing spanish <laughs> it's, it was <laughs> it was in the end it was like a really toxic environment to work yeah right just uh messing messing with everyone, harassing employees and trying to put, this is the most weird part of it. I think they were trying to put the people in the development team of the game. They were publishing against each other because they didn't like the, you know, creative director or game director or game designer, whatever of that game. And they tried to put all the other teammates against him. Uh, so that, so that be- between that and the harassment to the employees and all that, that started to, you know, uh, be impossible to, you know, be around and work with mm-hmm. that people. Yeah. So we got together. And, and said, okay, we need to talk with them and try to make them realize that this is not okay. That they are making us feel anxious, to make us feel bad and, and yeah. weak, and we cannot sleep at night, and we cannot blah, 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 right? We were feeling really bad. So we all talked to th- like about this and, and went to them and say, hey, this needs to change. We don't feel comfortable. We are around 20 people here that is feeling like shit every time they leave the mm. office because this is not sustainable, right? And they just mm. said, 
Nothing is gonna change. If you wanna leave, just leave. Fucking hell. So Yikes. all the all the twenty people, including employees and the developers they were they were working with and all that. We just said, Okay, we're leaving. We're not making any of it and and we don't wanna work with you. And um they owed money to not only the employees because of like you know salaries and all that but uh agreed funding that they didn't pay to the developers and all that and the moment we said we didn't want to continue with this they took off apparently to peru and disappeared oh, with shit. everyone's everyone's salaries and money i know the peru thing because i went to game industry biz and I talked to them about this. They investigated the the thing. They called them, wow. and uh, they were about to to do a reply to what we said, but they didn't in the end. And uh, wow. yeah, the journalist said the journalist said they were in Peru. And the the most fun part, and I will stop talking, is that they are actually. I don't know how to put this in English, but you, you tell me if, if if it's correct. They were in like the, po the border police, the border police in Spain. Uh -huh. If they cross the border and they show their ID, a flag will be raised like, hey, these people are criminals because they... Oh, shit. Yeah, oh. they owe money to a bunch of people that now Spanish state or the spanish nation is paying yeah. to all these people so they owe the spanish oh, state or whatever wow. yeah it's crazy Holy it's shit. fucking crazy it's yeah fucking wow crazy. so uh, what uh, did the other developers that um you were working with back there uh, some of them are they all still around um uh, yeah games and yeah stuff? yeah that's good that's good to hear yeah yeah, we, we we the time I was working with them, we managed to to find some not incredible but uh, decent, I would say, deals to just keep them afloat. So that's great. Yeah. That's good. That's amazing. Yeah, that's insane. Pitting a team against other members of the same team because at it's, Devolver it's we pit the teams nuts. directly against each other. You get a whole development <laughs> team against a whole other development team. And that's how you make the whole thing work. <laughs> oh, it's so different. It's so different. I, I'm just sitting in front of Slack, seeing you all interact, <laughs> seeing you all interact with the developers, just having a great time making games. And, and you know, it's, it's just so inspiring and so different. It's amazing. Oh, well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. What yeah. uh, What are some of the things that you've done uh, since joining Devolver then? What are some of the projects? Can you talk about some of the things that you've worked on? Uh, I think I can talk about definitely Essays on Empathy. It is coming out uh, today. That's um, a very good example. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the Construct team is kind of special because they don't need yeah. much attention. Right. I mean, yeah. I think depending on the project, your role as producer 
changes. And uh, I think the construct team, as far as I can tell, is uh, is kind of light on that. Like they yeah. they just wanted to do this small thing. Mostly, all the games were done, and uh, and 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 yeah, they just wanted some help to do some QA and and that's it. And then mm-hmm. pass it to marketing. So that that's that's kind of uh, light touch. Yeah. But then. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've been also working on Boom, Boomerang X, which is coming mm-hmm. uh, further than the line, and then uh, Death Store also, which is which is exciting. Both of them, and I don't think Very I can exciting. talk about yeah, any other games, so. but <laughs> yeah. So you said the secrets. You yeah. said it changes depending on the game, but kind of generally, yeah. what do you find your role as producer means? Um, I think, I think it's just a help, like a, be there to, you know, cover the back of the developer in, at any time, Mm -hmm. at any risk, at any Mm -hmm. moment, at any situation and, and try to, enable them to make whatever they want to make right yeah yeah my understanding of production is kind of uh helping with all of the hard difficult things that developers might have to think about that aren't just directly working on the game yeah so you can kind of help them with managing their workload i guess so that they're not being overwhelmed and can and know and can focus on one thing at a yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's super valuable, I think. I can't imagine what it would be like trying to make a game with like with just no help or direction <laughs> like whatsoever. <laughs> it must be yeah, impossible. I, I've I've been there actually. When when we yeah. were making games, we were just four people, then five, but um, and we had no production at all. We were just savages, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it's quite different. Uh, it's quite different. Then when I when I left this publisher and I started working with these people to try make something, you know. Uh, or get some funding or whatever being able to you know help them in a way not necessarily production but in this case was business development but i think it can relate at some point not not the speciality or you know the field but just trying to help like you said probably lifting the heavy weight from the developer's head and say okay i can take care of this i can do like a this business roadmap or whatever this budget this partner this whatever i can i can deal with this and i think i think that's that's great yeah i i, I wish i could have some help in the past in that regard yeah yeah i think a lot of people do with all different aspects but particularly i think production is just such a helpful tool for developers to be able to just to be able to let them 
not worry about the things that they don't know about you know like yeah the the things they know about are making games so um yeah leaving them to to be able to get on and focus on that i think is really important yeah what are some of your favorite video games then did you have any favorite games when you were growing up or favorite games that you oh. like to play now yeah i think my favorite games are the metal gear saga i would say oh yes <laughs> <laughs> that's something we can yeah. both agree on yeah actually actually i decided that i wanted to make games when i was playing metal gear solid 4 which is not necessarily the best one or anything but uh i don't can i do spoilers yeah I mean, For metal gear it's solid been 4? yeah <laughs> yeah, it's been like 13 or 14 years, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I remember the moment when you go back to Shadow Moses. Oh, man. Like, oh, man. And, the, the you know, the best is yet to come, I think, is the sound track yeah, that is yeah. uh, at the time sounding, and, and which is the, the ending credits of the first Metal Gear Solid. And then it was like, whoa. Yeah really that game yeah that game i mean kojima is is masterful at this kind of stuff anyway but i mean that that game was full of so many ideas and maybe it had too many ideas but it was (laughs) he's the kind of he's one of the few people i think kojima that does that actually does things um like ways of telling stories that can only be done in video games. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He, started, I think, he wanted yeah. to be, he wanted to be a movie director originally. And then, and I think he kind of like, he realized early, he wanted to make movies as video games. And then I think as time has gone on, he's realized that it's like, Oh, I can do more than mm. what I could have done in movies with video games. Yeah. So I yeah. you on Metal Gear Solid for sure. Yeah, I, I'm not sure which one of which which of them is the best one for me. I don't know if this is maybe three. Uh, I I really like two also, but um, I'm, I don't know. I just don't know all of them. Yeah, I mean they're all amazing for different reasons. Yeah, I just recently got done with five, and man, I love that game. And that's yes. very different from the others. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really different, but eventually it's it's, it's great. It's great. I don't know if because there's this uh, thing about Kojima not being able to finish the game as he would want it to, right? This all this yeah uh, talk around the game, but uh, but I think it's great though. I think it's yeah, me too. Gameplay wise, this game. I think it's the best action game you could play to date. What was your first... What was the first video game you can remember playing? Oof. I don't know. Because when I, when I was a kid, I I didn't have much access to consoles. Uh, mm. I was living in, in Peru when I was a kid growing up. And, um, wow. and, and yeah, and, and I believe consoles were really expensive or that's what my parents told me. 
<laughs> so I didn't have much access to video games until I was 10 or 12 years old, I think. And uh, say probably Game Boy Color was my first console. So probably Pokemon something or... Oh no, actually, is Wario Land 2. <laughs> the one with the hats. The one with the hats is that one, right? It's Wario Land 2? Or that's the first one? I, I don't know. I've never played Wario Land. No, okay. nor have I. Okay, I think, <laughs> well, I think that's the first one. But yeah, the, the second one then. Yeah, Wario Land. Because my, wow. my, my brother was a huge fan of Wario at the time. And... and <laughs> And he let me play for a bit. Does this explain why you have such an extravagant mustache? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. That's just because I got tired of my beard, I would say. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> What now? I've asked a lot of questions. I, mean, I was just thinking. I was, like, I was just thinking of another question. I've asked like quite a lot of questions. So I don't know if JM's got. Uh, I I don't know that I have anything anything good. Uh... Right. We talked about. Oh, okay. I've got a good one. So Juan. Yeah. Um, do you have any uh, advice that you would give to um, either people who want to get into video game development or even people who are interested to get into production? Do you have any hmm. advice for maybe getting started or, um, or anything that you uh, think is good advice for uh, anybody making their first steps yeah in that area i can i can think of one thing that i think is not uh extremely related to anything like um technic if that's a word um but i think the most valuable thing for me or the most useful thing for me when I was uh, trying or struggling with making games, because I, 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 at one time in my life, I, I decided I wanted, I just wanted to not do anything related to games anymore. But just trying to be, this might sound stupid, but trying to be great and good and thankful to others. Uh, this might not be something about, you know, production or making games or whatever, but I would say that just trying to be nice, trying to be great, not being interested in people because they are at Devolver or Ubisoft or whatever the other companies are called. Uh, it's, it's, amazing because it, it will just create a, 
I don't know how to say it, but like a backpack full of friends <laughs> and people that <laughs> likes you and people that, that, that you like and that yeah. like you, that will save you and will help you and will love you when you are, when you need it. Because making games is yeah. really hard. It's really, 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 really fucking hard. And there's a, a huge chance that you won't make it. And you yeah. won't be the study volley guy. And there's a huge chance that you won't be the end of the Gungeon guys. And, and yeah. you know, like, but for me, having a lot of friends making games that could understand me and I could go out with and just talk and cry and laugh was the most incredible and beautiful thing that pushed me to keep making games and trying to be like, you know, more safe and sane and, 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 and sensible about it. So I would say like, I've seen this a lot of times when people is starting to make games, not now because we have like this COVID situations, but at least yeah. in Spain, you would see a lot of, young people that is coming out of university and, and just trying to get in touch with the most relevant people in the country and forgetting about helping other students or other developers just because those guys are not as connected. Yeah. You know, yeah. as as yeah. as the important guys are. And yeah. and I've seen a lot of people fail in, in, in just trying to be nice with other people. It's, for God's sake, you're making video games. Yeah. <laughs> this, like, this is beautiful. Just share it. Just be nice. And and most of my ga my friends making games now are people that started doing ex bullshit with me. Yeah. And now they are different places and no matter what, if something happens, they will be there for you. And, and I think that's great. I think that's extremely powerful about the video game industry. And I don't think other industries have, and we have to encourage that. And I think a, a really valuable thing is just to, to just try to be nice with others. And, and, and that goes a long way. That sounds like a good tip. Yeah, be that's kind, a very good tip. Be grateful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. And 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 you like it or not, that I think that's a really powerful tool for production as well. Now that we're talking about production, because I've seen people asking, uh, you know. In, in other jobs or companies or studios, like asking developers or other teammates, where's the task that you had to deliver today before asking, how are you today? Right. Oh, and, man. Yeah. and I think that's awful. That's awful because a, a person comes with a thousand consequences and a thousand like stories and, 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 you know, yeah stuff that could happen 
under day or month or week or family or friends. So just asking, how are you? It's, it's, I think it's really important as a producer tip, I would say. Yeah. Remember, everyone is a human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically that. We could, yeah. we could resume that as everyone's human, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, despite that, what's the worst Devolver <laughs> game that you've worked on? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, none of them. Good answer. Oh, Good he answer. hasn't been here long. <laughs> That's true. Do you have a fo- favorite Devolver game, though? What was? Can you remember what the first Devolver game was that you played? Wait, that's that two questions. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, Which one should we go with? I think that. Well, I, I would. I'm gonna answer quick. I think the first one I played is Whole Life Miami. Never. And heard I just. Of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really small thing. Underground. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what's your favorite? Uh I think Hotline Miami. Damn. I, <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say there are two games that really marked me as a as a game maker when I was making games, right? And one is Titan Souls. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one I would say is Hotline Miami, yeah. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. But yeah, Titan Souls was really impactful for me. Yeah. And uh, I even did a lecture once on Titan Souls game design. Wow. Really? It's yeah. such a good game. It is. Oh, man. Yeah, both of those games, I think, Hotline Miami and Titan Souls, True. just did. They came out at a time where they, would, they just did something that felt really different and mm. really fresh and unique, but very, very simple at a time where I think people were just ready um, to accept um, something like that, you know, quite, cause they're quite small, kind of quite short experiences, um, but you can play them again and again and again, and they never yeah. really get old or boring. Like they're so Absolutely. universal. So it must be pretty thrilling for you then now working with the Titan Souls devs on their next. Oh game. yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. And and Death Store is magical in so many levels, and oh, man. and yeah. and it explores and improves and you know expands the Titan Souls idea in 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 so many ways that is just amazing. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. It really is. I can't yeah. wait for more people to play it. Yeah. <laughs> you too much longer because <laughs> you've got a party to attend and developers to go and get drunk with and hug 
Yeah. Give him our love. Yeah. I would. Thank you I would. So, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, I mean, I would. I could stay here for an, a couple of hours more. <laughs> I, I <had laughs> such a. I had such an amazing time that I forgot we were actually recording. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we do. We just we lull people into a false sense of security so that they tell us all their deepest, darkest secrets. Like, be nice. I did, actually. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I know. Can't believe you told people to be nice. We've got a secret <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, but Juan, no, thanks again. It's been a delight. And it's a pleasure having you be have, being able to call you a colleague and a friend. Oh, and thank you. And I feel very honoured that we get to all work together on a daily basis. Thank you, Robbie. And thank you, Jane, for having me. It's been really Thanks fun. Thanks for coming. Yeah, and looking forward to actually getting to hang out again, hopefully sometime soon. Uh, yeah, that's the best. It but I guess be now you can just go hang out with Deconstruct Team. No big deal. They're just amazing. <laughs> They're just yeah, the coolest. I'm, I'm going to go and tell Jordy that you're going you're gonna to contact him for coming to the podcast. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Uh yeah, well oh, there yeah I'm a I'm a deconstruct team super fan. I always get nervous anytime I gotta talk to them because I get real nervous anytime I gotta talk to them because I'm like it's <laughs> <laughs> deconstruct team. <laughs> so so yeah, luckily they're very nice people. Jay. Luckily they're so we don't absolutely lovely. So yeah. Uh well. That was this week's episode of the forecast. Uh, what do I need to say, JM? Robbie, we got to say thank you to everybody. Thanks for uh, being here. Uh, thank you, Juan. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Essays on Empathy just came out, well, two days ago as of the broadcast, but right now as of recording. Uh, you should pick it up. It's Deconstruct Team. It's going to be... I'll be honest, I haven't played it yet because I don't, I'm, I'm not in a place where I can deal with that much... Uh, of my soul being touched. So, um, but I'm sure it's absolutely wonderful. And there's 10 of them. So you could do them one at a time. Uh, and I, I'm sure it's just absolutely. Yeah. Soul touching. Uh, and there's a documentary series as well. Exclusive oh, that's to right. The collection. Yeah. So you get to see how so they work. Can, yeah. Uh, what a great bunch of guys and what a great guy. Juan de la Torre is... Christ. <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry, Juan. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, it's that. That sounds like that's us. Done for another week. Uh, I think we can stop. Oh, still there, Juan? Yep. Okay, right. So press...